Celebrate and save at Ashley's anniversary sale. With Hot Buys, your choice of color starting at just $3.99. Ashley Sleep mattresses starting at $2.50. Plus, receive a free adjustable base with select mattress purchases. And shop top mattress brands like Stearns & Foster, Tempur-Pedic, Purple, and Beautyrest Black with 60-month special financing only at Ashley. Subject to credit approval. No minimum purchase required. Minimum monthly payment, down payment, tax, and delivery may be required. See store for details. How powerful is Cox Internet? Powerful enough to let your band members in Vegas, Phoenix, and Rhode Island jam like you're all in the same garage. Get Cox Internet powered by fiber with America's fastest download speeds. It's Internet built for tomorrow, today. Cox, always building better. Cox Internet is connected to the premises via coaxial connection. Speeds vary and are not guaranteed. Cox terms and other restrictions may apply. Analysis by Ookla speed test intelligence data. Fixed median download speeds. USQ3 2023. It is another edition of Phillies Today. I'm your host, James Seltzer. It is Thursday, July the 29th. As we creep ever closer to the trade deadline, I am actually off tomorrow as I will be heading to Pittsburgh to watch a little Phillies baseball. I got a uh, bachelor party in Pittsburgh this weekend, so I'll be going to PNC Park for the first time ever. Very, very excited to check that out, obviously. One of those parks, certainly I think the new uh, of the new parks, newer parks, the one that, that unanimously people say is the best or one of the best in baseball. So very excited to go out, hopefully see the Phillies win some baseball games. I know beating bad teams hasn't always been their M.O. this season, but um, hopefully see some good baseball out there in Pittsburgh. And also means the last day for us to talk trade deadline prior to tomorrow's trade deadline. Tomorrow at 4 o'clock, normally July 31st moved up to July 30th this year, so it was not on a Saturday. It will be tomorrow, Friday afternoon, and a lot of action left. We'll get to the trade deadline. First, let's get to last night's non-baseball game. As you know, we've been so used to the Phillies' COVID issues, you almost forget it can have other teams, too, and... The Nationals had some issues. We all remember, of course, two nights ago, the last time the Phillies played that game, uh, Trey Turner leaves in the first inning with COVID, it turned out. In the moment, we were wondering, did he get traded? Did he get hurt? It turned out it was just a positive COVID test. Well, now there's a lot more people in that Nationals clubhouse with COVID. Uh, Twelve cases of COVID in the Nationals clubhouse. Four players. Uh, I'm not sure if Trey Turner is one of those or not. Um, some some quotes from the team. Dave Martinez saying, I'm just worried about the guys. I really am. It's been a tough go. This doesn't make it any easier. And uh, apparently all those who tested positive have been vaccinated. So that is really good news. Those who, posit- those who tested, tested positive have no symptoms or minor symptoms, such as a head cold, according to Martinez. That's fantastic. I mean, that's that's the point of the vaccine. You know, it's not saying you're not going to get it, but it's saying if you get it, it's not going to be nearly as bad as it could be. So um, that's the point. And that's awesome to hear that, that the Nats had such a high vaccination rate and that the players who got it are vaccinated. That is outstanding news, like outstanding news. But again, it doesn't stop it from spreading. Um, and, uh, and that club... 
um, is, is going through it. Martinez went on to say, I encourage people to get vaccinated. It does help. I'm seeing it firsthand. It's basically a small head cold, but they're doing fine. I mean, that's strong words right there. And obviously we, we're not going to get into all of it, but we know the issues we've had on the, the Phillies with all this. And you hope the Phillies are listening to Dave Martinez speak there and listen to him say, Hey, go get vaccinated. Um, as you know, again, I think that, uh, I think that clearly, you know, that the Nationals are seeing firsthand that it, that it really helps when you're vaccinated. Um, so um, going back to uh, to the situation as it affects the Phillies, though, and uh, and Martinez said he hasn't thought about who's going to pitch for the doubleheader. So the Phillies are supposed to play a doubleheader today against the Nationals starting at 12.05, single admission doubleheader. Now, I'm dubious these games happen. Obviously, I think the the first and foremost, look, 12 cases found out yesterday. Who knows what happens today, right? When they test, like, it could be more cases. And if it's more cases, they won't play. And if it's not, I don't know how this this kind of plays out. I know that, look, we talked about it yesterday in reacting to the Trey Turner being in the game and finding out he had COVID, um, that baseball has done a absolutely horrendous job navigating this. And, and look, I... I understand it's not an easy thing to navigate. This is a, a pandemic and um, something that, that none of us, no one has gone through prior to this. So I, I understand it's not the easiest thing, but I think baseball has time and time again uh, cared far more about baseball games being played than the health of the players or the health of anybody for that matter. Um, and and in this case, you know, again, Trey Turner being in a game with COVID, I, I just I don't get how that happens. I don't get how that happens. I don't get how the COVID tests aren't back before the game, and then you either decide if the person can play or not. Like, isn't that the point? Isn't that the point? I just it makes zero zero sense to me. But again, look, there's an issue, and also, I mean, on top of that, I mean, Major League Baseball has been so inconsistent. With how they apply these rules, I mean, again, look, the Phillies had four guys in uh, Boston, and they played that game. The Yankees have six coming out of the All-Star break. They canceled that game. The Nats have 12, but only four of them players. The Phillies had four players. The Nats have four players. They canceled the game last night. And look, I'm all for canceling the games. Like, play it smart. I'm cool with that. Like... But there's just no uniformity here. There's no, well, if this is the amount of cases, then the game is canceled. If this is not, if it's below this number, then they play. Like, no one has any idea. There's no uniformity in something where there has to be uniformity. There has to be some sort of constant here, some sort of rule. Just like sliding by and figuring out as they go is the Rob Manfred special, the worst commissioner in sports, maybe, I mean, I never thought in my lifetime, in my whole lifetime, that I would see a commissioner as bad as Gary Bettman. And yesterday we talked about Roger Goodell, and Goodell's a bad commissioner and, you know, light years ahead of Manfred, but Gary Bettman oversaw two work stoppages and somehow has kept his job. The NHL has fallen in popularity leaps and bounds during his time in charge of that league. And right now, Rob Manfred feels worse. And maybe he's not. I don't know. I mean, Bettman was pretty bad. But, man, just a, a disastrous yet again job by by Rob Manfred. Just a really poor, poor, poor job. And, uh, I, you know, every time this crops up, it just kind of highlights 
the lack of leadership, the lack of a plan, the lack of cohesion that, that Rob Manfred has shown since being in charge of this, this sport. He's done a horrendous job, like really, truly a horrendous job, embarrassingly bad. Rob Manfred should be embarrassed with how he's handled this whole thing. Um, but regardless, look, it does also hurt the Phillies because you got to play two games today. Um, heading into the, the trade deadline, they're in the midst of a, a stretch of baseball um, or were prior without the the without many days off along the line here. Um, but I think it's an even bigger issue, obviously, if today can't happen. And again, it's supposed to rain all day in Philly. Supposed to be early showers and thunderstorms as the day goes on. You add in the COVID issues, which again, that alone could cancel these games. But let's say they can play from a COVID perspective. They're really going to have to work to get these games in. You hope they can at least get one in maybe. I don't know. But this is a a, a hindrance for the Phillies. It's not ideal because, look, if they don't get these games in today and you're two back with the Nats that have to happen here because they play the Nats next week, but it's in Washington. So the games have to happen here. All of a sudden you're in a spot where you're going to have a five-game series later in the season. That's tough. Not ideal. A three-day, like it'll probably be a couple double-headers. Like, who knows? Maybe they schedule one on off day, but probably not since, you know, the Nets come back. It's going to be a tough one. It's going to be a tough one. And I I think the Nats are back this year. I don't think they've played nine games here yet, but I, I didn't think to check, to be honest, and that's totally on me. Um, whether the Nats do have another game here this season, let's find out. As, again, this is something... Um, I assume they do, yes. So the Nats uh, will be back. Oh, no, that's the ones they're playing now. So, yeah, no, they're in Washington, in Washington. The Nats are not back again this season. That is my bad. I didn't realize they played all their games here already, so that makes it even more tough. So the Phillies have four in Washington next week, and then in August, end of August, September 1st, they have three in Washington. So they still have seven games left in Washington, but none here. That is massive. I didn't even so they're going to do everything they can to get these games in because otherwise, Wash has to take a trip up here for like a day double header if they can't get these games in. If they get one and you got a game, you got to play. Again, you know, it's looking like the and you know, you don't have to play if it doesn't matter at the end, as we all know, but it does, you know, look like these games are going to matter for the Phillies potentially. Not ideal. Not ideal. It's not what you want, as they say. So I didn't realize that's on me. I should have checked that. But the the Nationals are not back here again this year. So they're going to do what they can to get these games in. But again, you know, ultimately, you know, rain, you can try and work around that. But but we all know, like, COVID, you can't. I mean, Rob Manfred will, I'm sure. I'm sure he'll find a way to make the wrong decision here. But um, tough spot. Let's hope that if they can play, they can get these games in. It will certainly help the Phillies. And, you know, it, that is annoying to have to throw in a game or two along the way somewhere, at, you know, in the midst of another homestand or something is, is less than ideal. So fingers crossed they can figure that out. We'll see what happens today. All right, let's look ahead to the trade deadline tomorrow, 4 o'clock. I want to go back and look at Dave Dombrowski's quotes from this past weekend just again, again, kind of set the scene for what we think this team's going to do. Uh, very clearly the biggest need for this team is starting pitching, then relief pitcher, then center fielder. But starting pitching is just so clearly what this team needs. Velasquez, Matt Moore, those guys can't pitch meaningful games for this team anymore. I mean, if you did get to the playoffs, you'd need a four-starter potentially. 
You can't have it be Matt Moore or Vince Velasquez in a playoff game. You just can't have it. Um, and look, I think the the Tyler Anderson non-trade gives you a clue into the Phillies' mindset. They made a, they they thought they made a trade, and it was for a a pitcher. Now again, Tyler Anderson, the definition of fine, you know, better than Vinny or Matt Moore, but certainly not exciting, not great. You know, just a you know the the classic innings eater type of guy, as as a cliche, but but for a reason. Um, that's what Tyler Anderson would do for the Phillies. He is going to do it for the Mariners, it would appear now. Um, but I think a clue into what Dombrowski's trying to do, the, the first trade he made was a trade for a starting pitcher. We had heard they were having talks with Pittsburgh about relievers as well, but they end up making that move for Tyler Anderson that falls through. But I think it's very clear. I think Dave Dombrowski knows this team needs starting pitching in the worst way. It is the most important thing they could do. Now, ideally, you can add a starting pitcher and a reliever maybe, or, you know, mix and match and all that type of stuff and and make this team better. But I do, look, I don't, let's go back to Dombrowski's quotes and then we'll react. Because, again, um, Dombrowski over the weekend says, the one thing I can safely say is, because people have asked me, we're not in a position where we're looking to move players. That is not where we are. We're looking to add players to our club. He said, we'll be aggressive. He also said he's focused beyond this year, which you like to hear. Someone who is team controlled for more than a year, which is good. Keeps going. The way I would describe it is that for a two-month rental player, I would not anticipate we give up premium prospects. I don't think that's where we are. We want to try and win our division. If we can, we're within reach, but I still think you have to keep it in perspective. Yes. Yes. I read these quotes to you before. I read it again, and each time I'll say, yes. That's the mentality the Phillies have to have. You cannot sell the farm for a rental player. This team, again, how many chances when we sat there at the All-Star break talking about, hey, 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 biggest two weeks of the season coming up. If they're going to make a run, do it now. And where do we sit now? At 500. This Phillies team is time and time and time again showing who they are. They're in it still. They're four back in the Mets. They're in it. But... This team's just not good enough to to do more than what Dombrowski outlined there. You know, add players, but not at the expense of the future. Not giving up important prospects. Not giving up important pieces. Especially for a rental player. Now, if you can get someone who's signed for multiple years, you know, trade for someone who's, you know, signed through 2025, that's a different discussion. Then you're giving up to add to the team and this core for the next few years. That's a different story and that would be something I'm more interested in. So I do think that the philosophy Dombrowski has is the right one in terms of don't give it all away for a two month rental. Think about the future and all that. Uh, in terms of the luxury tax, he said, I really wouldn't go get into that publicly, but I would tell you that ownership here is very supportive of trying to win. I can feel how badly they would like the postseason drought to end. We'll see. So you know where I'm at on luxury tax. I need to see Middleton go over it to believe you will. And, and as I've said many times, I think that's the easiest way to drastically improve this ball club right now is to take on money. We just saw the A's do it. Train for Starling Marte, a guy the Phillies were rumored to be in on, a guy who I would have loved to have here. And I know that center field is not the biggest need, but look, center field is also the the of these positions we're talking about. Reliever, starting pitcher, center field. The one who plays the most <laughs> by a mile. So in reality, it is the one who 
probably will have the greatest impact on the game. Center fielder does matter, and and a guy like Marte makes your team way better. But the A's got him and gave up a legit prospect to do so, and Asus Lazardo was pitched in the majors as well. But the Marlins took on that salary. The Marlins, shockingly, of all teams, the Marlins ate the rest of Marte's salary for this year, $4.5 million or whatever it was, and they got a better prospect because of it. That's the stuff the Phillies need to do. Open up the wallet and get better value because of it. Give up less of a prospect for someone because you're willing to take on five, six, seven million dollars, whatever it is. That's the move. Philadelphia Phillies, please. That is the move. It is the move. All right. Uh, Hamels is the other thing that Debrasi talked about, and also the one that. You know, I think most easily and clearly addresses a need. Um, DeBrasse says, if you sign him, you're basically telling him you've got a spot in the rotation. I don't know that I could do that right now. Uh, I don't know that we're at right now, if we're in a spot, I can 100% say that. In five, six days, perhaps I'll be able to say that. Before I'd read that as like, Vinny and Matt, I'm an idiot. That was my bad. Obviously, he's more alluding to, let's see if we can add better pitchers through trade. Um, I should have, you know, kind of seen it from that direction. I was taking it more literally, but... Um, so we'll see. I think Hamels makes a ton of sense if he's good and ready to roll from a money perspective, but there are better pitchers out there. Um, some of the names that you've seen out there, and I think you know the biggest is Chris Bryant, Craig Kimbrell, the, the Chris Bryant, Craig, Craig Kimbrell trade. I do think those guys will get traded. I certainly think Kimbrell will. I, look, Kimbrell's got a year left on his deal or a, a club option. Uh, Bryant, a free agent at the end of the year, so it makes sense for Chicago to trade him. A rental guy, though. Right, you just talked about that. I, I, Chris Bryant and Craig Kimbrell would obviously make this team better immediately. Now, again, neither of those two guys addresses their biggest need, the starting pitcher need. But um, I think that you know we've heard that the Phillies are in on them. I just I don't see them being the team that, that gives up what it takes to get those guys. I feel like those are it's going to be a bigger package than what the Phillies would like to give up for. You know, the best player in the deal being a rental. Now, again, if you know you're going to sign him, if if Bryce Harper's talks to his best friend, Chris Bryant, and Chris Bryant says, hey, I'm staying, trade for me, I'm going to stay in Philly, you and me together, buddy, let's do this, then sure, go get Chris Bryant, give up Alec Boehm, that's fine. If you know Chris Bryant's here for the next five years, yeah, cool, get it, I'm in, spend money. You know, and again, I don't want to trade Alec Boehm, that's the, the rumor we've heard, or the idea that's floated out there, I don't think of rumor as much, but... Bohm as part of a Kimbrel Bryant package, and on the face of it, I would not want to do that. I know Bohm struggled this year. I still very much believe in Alec Bohm's future and, and the hitter he can be. But again, if you're going to get Chris Bryant for multiple years, it's a much more interesting proposition. Spencer Howard would be an interesting name to throw into trade discussions. I wouldn't be shocked if the Phillies on, moved on from him. I guarantee you there are teams out there that that don't worry about what we've seen in the majors this year and look at the fact that he was a top 100 prospect and the stuff is there and all that. Um, I don't know if he's got the makeup, so in that case, I'm, I'm fine. Um, but... You know, and the, and the other, you know, Joey Gallo gets traded last night to the Yankees. And trades are starting to happen now, and some bigger names are out there. I don't, Max Scherzer, apparently on the block, likely to get traded another rental type of situation. The Phillies not in on that. I think it's far more likely the Tyler Anderson trade is a symbol of what's going to happen. And look, again, they might just go in. I do. I just, I don't see how they can. I think Dave Dombrowski's too smart to go on on this team because of what they've shown him. And again, let's not forget the Mets, four games up, and also they're going to make moves too. 
Like, just because you get better doesn't mean the Mets also don't get better and potentially get substantially better. Look, if there's a team that's more likely to trade for Kimbrel and Bryant between the Phillies and the Mets, I would bet on the Mets. You know, the Mets are, are ready to roll. They're all in. They are in first place. They have a $14 billion owner who's ready to make a splash and to win games and to make the playoffs and all that stuff. So... Um, I don't know if you can, like, go to war, so to speak, uh, an arms race, as they say, with the Mets. Like, they got more more to give, more to go. So it's a tough spot. I think the far more likely thing, look at the Tyler Anderson and trade and look around the league and say, oh, like, who are some guys like that? The Kenta Maidas of the world. I would trade for Kenta Maida right now. The Twins cooked. Everyone's on the market. Jose Barrios, their stars apparently on the market. That would cost a lot. He's cost-controlled for past this season. So I... But to the flip side, that's the type of thing that Dombrowski was alluding to, getting someone who's got years left. Guys like Barrios, John Means, the Orioles, I could see that name. You know, a few other guys like that who are on bad teams but controlled for a few more years, but those teams really starting to commit to a, a rebuild or a whatever. But the Twins, a guy like Kenneth Maeda makes all the sense in the world. They just signed him. Not a huge contract. Guy who goes and gets outs. I mean, Kenneth Maeda is light years better than Vince Velasquez and Matt Moore. Like... Light years, you know, that kind of guy, I think would be a really smart trade. In fact, I would like to see the Phillies go for that type of move. Kentamaita is better than Tyler Anderson. Like, Tyler Anderson is a flat-out innings eater. Kentamaita is a, a little bit better than that. He'll eat some innings, but he can get some outs for you. He's got some nasty stuff. You know, he's obviously got a ton of success in Major League Baseball over his career. And that's just a random name I'm throwing out there. But, you know, that type of name, that type of guy, you know, that type of Maybe not haymaker, go get the best players in baseball type of trades, but trades that make you better that you don't have to sell the farm for. Kyle Gibson in Texas was an all-star this year. An interesting name that I could think could get trade. You know, you got to look at these teams that are at the bottom of their divisions and what they have to offer and um, and kind of see. I know Colorado, John Gray, it's another name. Uh, you know, these guys who have talent are on bad, bad baseball teams. And can be gotten right now. That's where, and, and look, Tyler Anderson is the lowest rent version of that. Bad team in Pittsburgh and an innings guy. Eats some innings for you, but certainly not as good as the pitchers we just talked about. Mentioned whether it's Means or Maeda or any of those guys. Those guys are better. And I don't think it would be a crazy haul to try and get those guys. Now, again, you still need to add relief pitching. I don't think you have to get a closer. I, I think Ranger is fine at the back end there, but if you could get a, a lockdown closer, you allow Ranger to be a little more versatile in that pen for you and really do everything and come in with you know, bases loaded, first and third one out, no out. Like That's where he's been just so dynamic for you because that is such a tough spot to come into, and it feels like Ranger, the vast majority of times he comes into those type of situations, he does great. He seems like he's got ice in his veins. Um, but you know, if you get a closer, it gives him a chance to, to, you know, a little more flexibility in that pen. Um, but again, you know, you look around the league, Richard Rodriguez, I doubt that they go back to Pittsburgh and make another trade after the, the disaster Tyler. And when you look around, there aren't that many bona fide closers on the market, Texas Ian Kennedy, not really a bona fide closer or closer this year. Not like a, a ton of closing experience there. Um, that's someone you could consider. Minnesota, Taylor Rogers is a stud lefty. Hurt right now, though, so um, I don't know. But uh, obviously has closing experience there. Um, so I think the problem is, you know, there aren't that many. Craig Kimbrough, I think that's why the Kimbrough market has been so dynamic, at least in terms of the reports that we're hearing, is because he's the only shut down bona fide lock it down closer on the market you know he's the only one um 
who's gotten a lot of big outs before. You know, that's it. He's the guy. So it definitely creates a, a situation where there's a lot of value placed on that name, even if maybe there shouldn't be quite as much place on it as there is. So it's going to be a really interesting few days here. And and again, like while I want them to to be fun, I want them to compete, I want them to be involved, and I do want them to add in a smart way, I don't want them to go all in. I don't think this team's good enough. It just, I got to be real. I got to be smart. I got to care about what I care about, which is the, this team for the next, for the rest of my life, you know, and, and and I don't, I can't mortgage the future for this group. I can't, but I want to add to it. I want to make the playoffs. I want to be better, but I need to do it smart. All right. Massive games today. Zach Wheeler goes in game one. Vinny Velasquez in game two, if they happen again, we don't know who will be pitching for the Nationals with the COVID issues and all that. Patrick Corbin supposed to pitch today. We'll see. Again, we don't even know if these games happen. Um, but if they do two big ones and then this weekend in Pittsburgh, I will be there. I'll let you know when I get back how PNC was and all that. But uh, uh, we get NOLA on Friday, which is a beautiful thing. Uh, and then Saturday and uh, Sunday still up in the air. We'll see if they make a trade. Matt Moore is supposed to pitch this weekend. We will see. Either way, it's a massive weekend for this franchise, both in the games they play and in the moves they make and what it says and what it sets up for the now and the future. Pretty exciting stuff. Cannot wait. To be back on Monday to talk with you guys about it. Uh, everyone have a great weekend. Enjoy the trade deadline. Let's keep our fingers crossed and hope that when I come back on Monday, we're not only talking about wins in Pittsburgh, but we're talking about some new players and a fun team that we're looking forward to a stretch run with. So, fingers crossed. Either way, everyone have a great Friday through the weekend. And until Monday, thank you for listening to another edition of Phillies Today right here on the Phillies 24-7 Network. Celebrate and save at Ashley's anniversary sale. With Hot Buys, your choice of color starting at just $3.99. Ashley Sleep mattresses starting at $2.50. Plus, receive a free adjustable base with select mattress purchases. And shop top mattress brands like Stearns & Foster, Tempur-Pedic, Purple, and Beautyrest Black with 60-month special financing only at Ashley. Subject to credit approval. No minimum purchase required. Minimum monthly payment, down payment, tax, and delivery may be required. See store for details. How powerful is Cox Internet? Powerful enough to let your band members in Vegas, Phoenix, and Rhode Island jam like you're all in the same garage. Get Cox Internet powered by fiber with America's fastest download speeds. It's Internet built for tomorrow, today. Cox, always building better. Cox Internet is connected to the premises via coaxial connection. Speeds vary and are not guaranteed. Cox terms and other restrictions may apply. Analysis by Ookla speed test intelligence data. Fixed median download speeds. US Q3 2023. Old man winter here. If I had it my way, it would stay winter all year long. Short days, wind chill, black ice and a good polar vortex. <laughs> Heaven. Wait, is it getting warm in here? Your cold snap is over, old man winter. Spring has arrived. Spring. Spring is here, which means it's the perfect time to get away in the Hyundai you've always wanted. Visit the Hyundai Getaway Sales Event, where you can get great deals on all of our award-winning Hyundai models, like the tech-filled Tucson and Kona, as well as the spacious Palisade. Enjoy wherever you go with the peace of mind that comes with America's best warranty and three years or 36,000 miles of complimentary maintenance. But hurry in. These deals won't last. Add more joy to your journey at the Hyundai Getaway Sales Event. Now get 0% APR or up to 1500 bonus cash on the Hyundai Tucson. Now, during the Hyundai Getaway Sales Event. Offers end soon. Call 562-314-4603 for details.